Aloha, McGrew crew, and welcome back to another Remasculate podcast. Uh, I got a great guest today. I'm so excited about this. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. I apologize. With this whole coronavirus thing, I've got plenty of time back at the house. I've had some gigs get canceled, and uh, so I'm going to take this time to revamp and revitalize Remasculate. The podcast is back. I'm back, and uh, I'm going to trim it down a little bit. I'm not going to have the opening music today. I'm not going to have the closing music today because I'm actually recording this on the, the wife's computer. My computer is upstairs in my bag. So this is going to be a streamed line, right to the point podcast with a very good comic, magician. We're going to find out a whole lot about him as we talk today. It's a, uh, a comic that I am glad to have on the show, a comic that I am very pleased to call a friend. Let's get right to it. Here's Jimmy Schubert. Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Remasculate podcast. I am so happy to have uh, as my guest today a comic that I have been aware of for years. I've been a fan of for years. He's worked with a lot of my friends. I don't think you and I have ever worked together before, but... uh, No, we've hung out. We've hung out the improv. Yeah. Uh, at the Ice House. Yeah. I, I know. Uh, and again, yeah, I, like I've known about you for years. Everybody talks about how funny you are. You know, like people work in clubs. I always listen to those people and they always, like, your name comes up, but it's it's just, uh, um, yeah, so we haven't really hung out. Like we met each other, hung out earlier on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've been watching you obviously follow each other on social media. Yeah, right. So, so, uh, so, so ladies, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Remasculate podcast, Jimmy Schubert. Jimmy, thank you so much for actually doing this with me. But I appreciate you having me on, man. It's, uh, I mean, this is, uh, we're living in strange times, my friend. Is it in times? Social distancing. Is right? it in times? Well, you know what? Is, here's the thing. And I was thinking about this earlier today while I was journaling is that there's events that happen that really literally change. Like I knew on September 11th, after that, the world was never going to be the same. I think after this pandemic, uh, and and they'll probably get a hold of it in a couple of weeks if everybody stays away from each other, um, but it will change how people interact, how people, um, you know, do things in their lives. Because, you know, you, you realize how great you have it you've been listening to people bitch about america for you know like years it's like look look i've traveled the world i've been to china yeah me too i've been to Wuhan. i mean i've been to south korea i've been to you know south america and and uh hong kong singapore you know the netherlands brussels you know and the thing is you realize how good we have it and and people have taken a lot of things for granted yeah, too many, too many Americans, time. too many Americans don't understand how good we have it because they haven't traveled like you and well, I. Well, you know, I look, hey, it ain't perfect, but it's better than a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, and you see how the pandemic has hit Italy, and obviously their population is older than our population, and they have socialist medicine, which you know nobody, you know, it's not, it's not great. They got overwhelmed. Yeah, and uh, they didn't, and and everybody else looked at it. And I think if everybody stays away from each other for a couple of weeks. Which doesn't bother me at all. Stay away from me. (laughs) My life hasn't changed at all, really, except I'm not telling jokes. Well, you know, one of the things that people keep talking about, they're they're comparing America to all these other countries like Italy that has it and Iran that has it and all this kind of – but, you know, you can't do apples and oranges. America, we don't have the same kind of 
cultural stuff. Well, like well, we don't grab and hug each other and kiss each other on the cheek like Italy does. No, no, you know, but you know, but the, you know, Iran is a theocracy, and so uh, you know they're a little behind the medical times because uh, you know you can't really talk about you know. If, the, if it's theocracy, you can't really introduce new science in. Right, right. You and so rub some little, camel dung little, on it. You'll be fine. Little, they're a little more vulnerable. But also, um, you know, the, this virus does not do well in heated conditions. That's right. why I got my thermostat set to 77 right now. <laughs> it's, it, it only functions in, in moist environments. I mean, and, you know... I mean, I, I should send you a picture of. Uh, I'll text you a picture. Maybe you can post it in here. Okay. Uh, are we live now? Yeah. Or are you going to post this later? I'll post this later. Yeah. Okay. I'll send you a picture. Uh, I'll text it to you so you can put it in. Uh, this is how I travel now. I have goggles. I have a, a medical mask. I have a cloth mask on top of that. I wear rubber gloves and a hoodie, and I pull it all the way down, and so no skin is exposed, and so I'm not, um, you know. So you look I'm like not, the Unabomber, but with for germs. I look, yeah, like, like exactly. I look like that. <laughs> and listen, I got to tell you something. The Unabomber, the Unabomber's methods were off. Uh -huh. What he said in that, um, in his uh, manifesto. Manifesto. I, I, I'm sure he probably didn't like that word either. But you know, I mean, he was quite brilliant. He really was a brilliant guy, but he was just a little off. Yeah, in, in, in just a methods. little, <laughs> a little off. You know. <laughs> But, you know, the guy had the right idea. I mean, he was living in the woods in a shack. <laughs> he, he knew this was coming. I said, living down my river in a van. Yeah, he was you know, social you know. He was social distancing. He was social distancing before he was, it was cool. And <laughs> Bigfoot is the king, the undisputed heavyweight world champion <laughs> social distancing. I think I saw, maybe I didn't, who knows, but. It's you know I mean you gotta you gotta laugh and you gotta you gotta make fun otherwise you'll uh, you'll fucking cry because yeah. it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty sad it's affecting the older population the most vulnerable population and thank God it's not affecting kids as much because uh, you know I had a phone call with a friend of mine his old roommate uh, you know he's following on Facebook and he was out partying with a bunch of people and now he's in the uh, intensive care unit on a respirator with thirty percent lung function so people you know the problem with this disease is is that you're contagious before you, you know, know it. you get it. Right. So and then the other thing is is that it affects people differently based on like I guess people with a you know type A blood are more susceptible to it than you know some people it's a death sentence other people feel no symptoms at all. Yeah, one of so the things I just heard a while ago because you said you know you haven't been listening to the news uh, <laughs> is that they said one of the things with the younger people that might be getting it is a vape thing that their lungs are already damaged from vaping. Uh, ah, so I that's a that's a new thing that they're just saying hey, today. I didn't say I don't get my news. I said I don't watch my news. I read my news. I read my news. <laughs> no, I do. I, I was just opinion. I was just teasing you. No, I know. I'm not walking around over here like an idiot. I mean, I'm, you're not walking I'm around. My, I just don't watch it anymore because it's all become opinion based bullshit. It's yeah. Like, just give me the facts. I, I just trust that I'm smart enough to be able to make my own decision. But it seems like, I, I mean, you know, quite frankly, the, the news is the reason I got rid of my cable box. Oh, I don't. I mean, I, why do you why do you think they call it fucking programming? Right, right. You know, well, I, I think what's horrible now is they've confused the editorial with the news. Like, 
you know, that you'll say, well, that's a talking head. Yeah, but they're on a news channel. It didn't have, remember the old days, like uh, you'd watch the news at 10 o'clock and they'd go, and now here's the editorial with Bob Nelson, you know. Yeah. So you knew exactly what you were getting. I think now they've purposely confused people with editorial and news. I mean, could you imagine having a broadcast journalism degree from McGill University, the premier journalistic school in the country? You're going to sit around and talk about someone's tweets for 24 hours? I mean, really, that's what I mean. Is that really fucking news? No. I mean, you know, I got to be honest to tell you the truth. It's like I think that, uh, you know, we needed this because this is going to wake us the fuck up. I think it's going to wake us up in the fact that, you know, people will not take things for granted anymore. I think people will forget all the bullshit. I mean, it's really tough to worry about plastic straws when people are fucking dying from a world pandemic. When you're just worried about surviving yourself, you know, I mean. Well, you would yeah. hope you would hope that that's right. But I saw a, a tweet today where somebody was complaining that there wasn't enough women on Trump's health advisory board. Well, that's because they're morons. That's because they buy into it. Look, I don't give a fuck who's on the panel. I don't give a care if it's all black guys, if it's all women, as long as they're the best people to get a hold of this situation and figure it out. You know, mm. people are going to get, I'm, I'm telling you something right now, and, you know, and I'm, I'm going to get murdered for saying this, <laughs> but I think Trump's going to go down as one of the greatest presidents ever. I mean, ever. He will get elected easily in 2020. And I mean, you know, the way he made some decisive action early on, banning flights from, flights from China. Racist. Probably saved, has, has, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that he's going to get uh, some money to, to people who are most affected by this, get them a check, get some money going, the way he's handled it, the way he's brought in private industry. I mean, you know, I, I mean, this, they, 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 they think they're going to, like, destroy the economy, and but it doesn't make a difference. Trump's going to get reelected no matter yeah. what they do. Yeah, now we'll see through this now. I mean, look, I, I mean, look, I'm. I, you know, I've slowly come on board, and, and and I look. I just I just want the best guy for the job up there. And when you're offering me a 78 year old socialist and a 77 year old guy with dementia <laughs> in return for what we have now, then you've lost your fucking mind. And they've been telling lies and lies and lies and lies for, for years. So many years now. Nobody believes it. Nobody believes it. I get the news for the media. You know, we live in the information age. Just because you say it doesn't make it true. We can all check it out online. Right. And, but, and, you know, and, if you say if you say you've checked it out online or if you've had this uh, conversation with anybody, you'll go, well, I read this on, on, on Breitbart. Oh, you're going to quote Breitbart? Oh, you're going to use that yeah, well, as well, your – Well, that's, that's stupid. I, you know, it's called cognitive dissonance. I mean, if you confront people with a bunch of facts that, that is uh, contrary to their argument – they will go further into their beliefs. They won't. They won't realize that you're trying to give them facts. They'll go further into their beliefs. I don't care what anybody says. They they were watching Trump. They were spying on Trump. I mean, everybody knows that. It's it's you know the fact that whether we're going to get prosecution now, that's another story. But these people basically had a, a a silent coup to overthrow a guy. I mean, you look at people think Trump's an idiot, which is his greatest asset, but he's not. You know what he is? He's really smart. He's yeah. six moves ahead of you, and he's also. I mean, you know, I just look, I, I just think the guy's doing a hell of a job. I mean, the economy was soaring and swinging. I've had one of the best years of my life. Uh, and now, Me too. And now, uh, you know, look what we're at now. So, I look, and people can, look, uh, you call him the orange man. You can make fun of his hair. You can do all that generic, stupid shit you want to. But, I mean, if you look at the job the guy's doing, I mean, the guy's appointed like 145 or 35 uh, federal judges. Yeah. I mean, altering, almost altering the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And they're not reporting any of this. I mean, the guy's making some moves. and, and so, Gorgeous uh, chess moves. 
It's gorgeous chess. Anyway, the point is, I mean, you know, I mean, and, and you sit there and try to talk with people or have a civil discussion with people, and they sit there and they watch MSNBC or freaking CNN, and they're like a parrot. They yeah. Said, I'm just going to recite the talking points. Look, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. You know what I am? I'm a human being. I have a little bit of empathy for people. I would say that on some things I'm socially liberal. On other things, I'm, I'm fiscally conservative and everything else. You know, I, I think that, you, you know, there's... You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with, with having a, a system that helps people, but also, you know, give you a hand up, not a hand out. Yeah. You know, I think we all yeah, need to be, uh, exercise some more personal responsibility. I, I think that, you know, I mean, you look at all the taxes we pay, and if that's not enough money to run the country, then then what the fuck have we come to? Right. If, if that's not enough money to run this country, we need some new leaders. I mean, that's what well, it comes you know, down to. Yeah, if you can't, you know, it's it's always like, you know, all the problems we have are created by politicians and their solution is more fucking laws and legislation. Yeah. It's stupid. I mean, you can't legislate stupidity. I'm sorry. It's just I mean, believe me, I know it's <laughs> you look around. You just can't legislate stupidity. Well, it doesn't. And, if you look around, it appears to to me and I'm sure others that they have purposely tried to dumb down the system look at the way the schools are are, are teaching and well, common teaching core and, history books and it's all rewritten history so it makes it palatable yeah. for everybody so they don't get their feelings hurt but yeah. that's not real history yeah i mean read the people's almanac and there's nothing wrong i mean look they, they, like I, a lot of people say uh you know old white man had a problem well read a fucking history book will you i mean a lot of people did a lot of horrible shit to each other including the 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 the, 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 the you know the slaves were initially sold by the africans None of it was okay or none of it, but it's history. Right. I mean, th that stuff happened. I mean, they didn't know better. We've become evolved. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were actually hunting and killing our own food. Yeah. And now we've turned, and, and I got to tell you, as a human being, it's like 80% of how you feel is about what you put into your body. And we've taken a whole industry and we've turned it over to strangers who didn't feel the need to shoot up the meat with steroids and, and put sugar in the milk and all this stuff yeah. and, and, and really fuck with it. I, I why mean, are, like, like why, are, why are girls, little girls getting uh, breasts at 10 and 11 years old? It's because the hormones they stuck into chickens to make chicken breasts bigger for your, to, you to eat. Yeah, and that's not really food, is it? No. You know? So I, I, I think that... Uh, I think there's a lot of things that uh, people need. I mean, if you look at the back of the ingredients of a can of soup in our country and the back of the ingredients of a can of soup in Europe, I mean, it's like there's 20 more extra ingredients. And I'm going, what the fuck? Is that necessary? Yeah. I mean, but, when I, one know, of the things that I, that I discovered from tra traveling was real food. Like if you're, if you're in Italy and you go to a tiny little restaurant, they cook the food right there. It's not, yeah. Cis it's not Cisco prepared meat sauce where they open a can and pour yeah. it like, I, like our restaurants. So I, I've said, I wish somebody would do a book for America to say, these are the places to eat because they cook from scratch. Wouldn't you love to know yeah. every place that you could go that cooked from scratch? I, I, let me tell you something. I, I travel. One of my favorite things to do is be off the road and be able to make, I can make dough. I'll make my own raviolis. I'll make my own stuffing for my nice. raviolis. I'll make my own raviolis. And then I don't do a, a red sauce. I do like a lemon, butter, sage, and hazelnut sauce that I cook it in. It's unbelievable. But You're I, making me hungry, look, Jimmy. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, like to, I like to cook, bro. I like to cook when, and so I'm kind of like, that's what, thank God, I'm, you know, I can work on some recipes here from home. Uh, I have some time because that's what I really do. It really, it's like therapy. I like cooking well, therapy. But look how many people today, how many times have you seen, uh, and of course this will be taken as a slam because it's not PC, but how many times have you seen women say that they can't cook or they weren't taught to cook? 
And but you like you're a guy, you can cook. I'm a guy, I can cook because my mom always said if you can read, you can cook because you read yeah. a cookbook. But there's so many people that are like, oh, I don't cook. Well, well you know, it's funny. I just bought a cookbook, but I can't use it because every recipe starts with take a clean pan. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. No, I'm kidding. I'm just uh, – <laughs> no, I uh, – yeah, you're right. Exactly. If you can cook. I, I mean, I don't know if people go – I used to go out with a girl. She couldn't cook, you know, and she's – you know, she would use a smoke alarm as a timer. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I – uh, but I I, lo- and she, I mean, really, like ice cubes. She would eat a Taco Bell. I'm going, that's – what is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, so all these – all these younger people now are going to be uh, in quarantine, getting delivery, getting delivery food, and because they're saying, you know, call for delivery, don't go out to restaurants. So who has been delivering forever? Chinese restaurants. So who's going to be- benefit from us being ho- in, in our homes from the virus? Hmm. <laughs> That's how they get you. Doubles back around. Doubles back around. They start See? the virus, they profit from the See? virus. That's how – See, who? Yeah, I knew it. So, so. Well, you know, I'll tell you one thing, though, that it's exposed to weakness is that we've relied on China for all our manufacturing for many yes. years. I think all that's going to come back. I think we've been, we placed ourselves in a very vulnerable position because they held up the, you know, the, the medicines and supplies because of the, the tier one trade deal. This virus came out of China. And there's a lab there, and people talk about it. I don't care what anybody says. I believe they weaponized this, and whether they released it on purpose or whether it got away from them, I believe that it comes from China. And they know where it comes from. Believe me, there's stuff they're not telling us. Let me tell you something. Every time billionaires uh, stop, like, Major League Baseball or, or, or basketball or hockey and are going to lose billions of dollars over there, yeah. you should be paying attention. Yeah, I knew it got because real. They know something. They know something that they're, that they're not telling us. I mean, they're telling us not to panic because obviously, you know, people yeah. are panicking. I, I knew it got real when I went to the to the Apple store and it was closed. When Apple isn't trying to sell you something, there's a problem. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, this is going to really wake people up. I, I think people like, you know, it's a, you know, you, you sit here, you watch the idiot box. I mean, the new American dream is not for you. It's uh, almost unaffordable now. You, you get to watch TV and, and the idiot box and you get to watch these other people who can dance with a star or sing. And you get to text your vote in over the AT&T network while you eat Pizza Hut and Haagen-Dazs and watch it down with Coca-Cola and work on your type 2 diabetes. And you wake up and you realize you no longer live in a country that resembles anything of what America once was or used to be. And you call to complain. You were talking to somebody in India. Gosh, we sound like we just fell asleep and woke up in the movie Idiocracy, huh? Yeah. Well, I just I just think it's like, you know, we've we've become so complacent. I mean, you know, when I, when I see a guy coming down the street at me on a hoverboard, he's just on this little hoverboard, just going down the street on some wheels. I'm going, what? Is this too much for you? You're lifting it in the knees? <laughs> You're just going to lean your way around a planet, you lazy, shipless fuck? Come on. Yeah, I saw one of those the other day in Boulder, Colorado. It looked, I, it only had the one wheel right in the middle. Yeah, is that the one you're talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah, those two. Yeah, and I, I was like, I what is that guy on? Like, well, it always looks like a good idea, you know. You see one of them scooters and one of, until you get a concussion of fourteen stitches across your cake hole because uh, you know you're not you should be you should be going a scooter at fifty two years old. You <laughs> shouldn't be driving a scooter at fifty two. You shouldn't I mean, be on a scooter with a man bun with a backpack. That's right. You should be on a scooter with a man. You should be on a scooter. Fucking period. Scooter. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, it's like, I, I feel, it's, it's weird, man. I think all this stuff, the social media will, will go down as one of the great wastelands of our era and our generation, uh, you know, uh, it's it's just it's like this. There's nothing social about it. It's antisocial. It's, social. it's antisocial. It's nothing but hate. Well, there's nothing but like like I, I love how like you know like you know you're a, you create content or like you create original content, right? And you're up there and you're putting it online, and then some douchebag who's living in his parents' basement, fucking playing PlayStation for eight hours and drinking Red Bull and, and eating Doritos and beating off till his dicks orange is going to weigh in <laughs> on something you created or did. You go, hey, hey, fuck face. All right, I got more fucking class in my little finger than you have in your entire fucking body. How dare you judge me, you fucking prick. Yeah, you know what's funny? Know, but it- it's so funny you said that because the other, the, just the other day, that basically happened, that, that I had posted a, a video that I had made and, and somebody would went, oh, so unfunny from an unfunny failed comic. That's what they put, unfunny failed comic. And I'm like, I have I have got uh, a Comedy Central. I've got six albums, a new album about to come out. I've got three CMA awards for radio show. I went, what have you done, fucker? Yeah, but you know, the thing is, I mean, listen, here's the thing about that stuff. That's some loser projecting all their miserableness onto your life. Now they can do it anonymously in the, in the safety of the cubicle where they work some fucking soul-crushing nine-to-five fucking job. Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't know what it's like to be an artist. You have no idea. I mean, I'm a failed comic. How fucking, what do you mean I'm a failed comic? Well, because I'm not Dane Cook. Well, exactly. Some people, some people don't want to be Dane Cook. Some people want to be who they are. Well, I mean, Jimmy, you've been you you've been around for business. you've been around for a long time. You've worked with some great names. You are a great comic yourself. Don't you believe that somehow the industry just tells people who they can like and not like? Well, that, well, it's like music. It's the same thing. I mean, you know, if you don't get in lockstep like they, you know, and and recite the 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 the, the mandate, then the, you know, it's it's other thing. It's like you know, people say you need to be more vulnerable on stage. I go, you know, I, I'd love to be, but I live in this world. All right, I got a you know a, yeah. a callus on my feelings. I grew up <laughs> with six brothers in the seventies. All right, my dad was a homicide cop. I'd like to pretend, like you know. We all get to live in this, you know, make-believe world that you think actually fucking exists. Yeah. The world was filled with horrible people that do horrible shit to each other. And you try to be the best version of yourself possible. But, I mean, we, we it's just, we, we've gotten so far away from it, man. We really have. And, and I think that this, I think the next great revolution in this country is going to be a spiritual revolution where people reconnect with each other. And you get away from that shit. None of that stuff makes a difference. I mean, what, think about it for a minute. What if? What if, what the fuck if artificial intelligence was training us to work for it? I mean, people walk around staring at their cell phones for eight hours, nine hours, and make no human contact. Yeah, social media. Isolate. Social media to me has now become social engineering. I mean, I think it, that's what we're learning. We're you learning know, from uh, it. You know, phase one is incomplete. You you, you release all these. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you see what happens. You know, you know at. Uh, you know, like, you know, the, these people you watch on television, like the fucking Kardashians, which is like, you know, it's that's what happens when Roe versus Wade collides with the democratically controlled school system. You get the cast of fucking the Jersey Shore or fucking the Kardashians. Yeah. People watch these people. They think that's the way they're supposed to actually fucking interact. With yeah. Them. Do, you, do you remember back in the old days? Uh, when I say old days, I, I mean like the 70s. When every, yeah, the, 70s. the 70s. Like when all, exactly. the, all the models used to be 
be blonde, leggy women, and they called it the California look, that you always, everybody wanted that blonde, beachy kind of uh, nature girl. And then all of a sudden now, every commercial, every product has a Kardashian lookalike. They all look like... You look, look, I, look. I, I mean, look at, look at. Let's just look at the, the the makeup industry. I mean, look. Let's look at it really for what it is. I mean, these uh, makeup executives make millions and billions of dollars uh, reaffirming women's uh, negative self-image of themselves. That's why they gotta get up and put this war paint on. I mean, you know, with fake lashes and eyelash extensions, yeah. and and really, it's all surface. Because believe me, I, you know, look. I, I I I've never. I mean, we live in a crazy time. You know, skinny girls think they're fat. Fat girls think they're skinny. Ugly girls think they're pretty. Pretty girls think they're ugly. I mean, what the fuck's it's so going confused. on? And, and, you, and, and, you, and you get involved with somebody who la- like that who has more mood swings than a Count Basie orchestra. And then, <laughs> if I can, you know, the self-esteem is up and down and over and out and off the charts. And you're trying to calm them down, reaffirm them that you're okay. It's, look, none of that shit's important. But Jimmy, you know, stop I, stop mansplaining. Stop mansplaining. Well, well no, no let, me, let me explain. I'm not mansplaining. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it is. I, I mean, you, do, you know the makeup industry has been hijacked by the uh, the the breast cancer awareness people because you know that's why they oh well, we get you know the problem is part of the reason is because half that stuff is chemicals that you put on your body and some of that may be responsible for the negative reactions your body's having oh. so, so 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 i mean don't you know i'm not, look I, I know it's too much truth and the further we you know separate ourselves but a lot of that stuff i mean you get up in the morning you're putting on this self tanner all those chemicals with a bronzing mitt yeah. you're rubbing all those chemicals all over your skin and the largest organ on your body is your skin, and you're covering it in chemicals. Yeah, they said Look, the same thing about the with the uh, deodorant, which has aluminum in it, and they say aluminum is what uh, causes some of the dementia and, and Alzheimer's. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why I don't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it comes in handy when you social distance it. People stay away from you because you smell like a. Stay six like- feet away from him. He smells like a camel fart. No, no. <laughs> A camel for and everybody's complaining about the straws. Listen, straws have been hurting camels for a long time, and now all of a sudden it's hurting a turtle, and it's unacceptable. Yeah, now, yeah, if if you don't want to drink out of a cup that somebody has Corona nineteen on, you're going to use a straw, right? But now I, I, I can't get one the, I because think this, I think this is where all this started. You know what I mean? Now you put your lips on the fucking. That's where the virus is, and that's how. That's what's happening. Yeah, see the PC people are destroying us, and we didn't even know it. Hey. Steve, let me tell you something. You know, fuck that turtle. I had a straw stuck in my nose for about seven years. And no one gave a shit about me. All right? That turtle's got to get himself for a meeting. He'll be fine. All right? He's got to get a sponsor. He'll be fine. We need some We need some turtle turtle N.A. That's what we need. Yeah. You know, I just, boy, man, it's, it, uh, I, you know, it's it's a, it's a little nerve-wracking. I'm sure people are scared. People are nervous. And people should take this time to actually just kind of focus, settle down, do some meditating, do some journaling, you know, get yourself in shape, get out, get a walk. And you know, people should really just calm down and relax and, and, and be thankful for everything you have in your life. Because, you know, let's say this pandemic, it's out of hand. It's, it, it We'll be fighting for the survival of the species. Yeah. Now, can, will you be? Look, now, will let me you ask be, you a question. You think the whales are going? You think the whales are going to come save us? But we're in trouble. Ah? No. No. I don't think the whales have a mug that says "Save the humans" on it. Yeah. Well, it's, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, you know, fingers crossed. I'm actually after I get done here, I'm going to go say my rosary. I'm saying my rosary. I'm praying for humanity because you know that does. 
if this thing gets out of hand, I, I think it's not. I think you're going to get it contained. But if it does, it will be. Uh, it, it's going to it's going to wipe out a lot of people. Well, let someone, me. Ask, someone said let someone me. said something earlier that the, you know uh, humans are the virus. And yeah. fucking uh, yeah. and, and, I saw and that. the Wuhan Chinese virus is the cure to get rid of all these people. Yeah, to and clean I, the I planet it, off. Yeah, I think that. Well, I think Ricky Gervais. I think was the one I read that said something like that. Well, it's you know, I, I mean, it's listen. It's easy to say that and, and kind of make, people are losing their lives over this, man. It's not. It's not a fucking joke. You think? Hey, I wonder if the dinosaurs were all sitting around telling jokes as their extinction became eminent. You know, I want everybody sitting around cracking jokes. <laughs> well, you know, I they mean, couldn't wash gonna... their hands because their arms were too short. They couldn't jerk off either, which <laughs> makes quarantine very difficult for them. Well, well, let me ask you a question. If this goes bad, do you have the skills uh, to survive? Do you think you learned enough as a kid, you know, uh, over the yeah. years? Like, can you hey, hunt fish, start a fire? I got a case of water and a go bag in my fucking closet, bro. I live in Los Angeles. There's an earthquake. I got to have a go bag ready at all times. You know what I mean? Well, you're uh, you're I mean, living in a place that could be like the Will Smith movie, I Am Legend, at any point. It could just go well, bad. You know what? I I mean, I, I, have a ni- I live in a nice area. I have a nice, comfortable dwelling. I got a nice little exercise area. I got plenty of uh, movies and CDs and stuff to keep me entertained for months. I got, I got enough, you know, hopefully enough cash to get me through the next three months if I need to, considering I'll, I'll budget myself really well and, and not freak out. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh if it goes on past that, it's time to freaking it's uh it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting for humanity. Now as a, as, as a kid, did you did you uh were you I hunted as a kid? Did you do we all that to, stuff? We used to skid oh are you kidding me, man? We used to go hunt we used to go deer hunting. I used to go to a small game hunting. My dad had when I was like twelve and thirteen, we go out rabbit hunting and pheasant hunting and I saw the greatest thing. Like we were you know, I was got we were hunting with my friend's dad, Johnny Milnes. And Johnny Miller, he was a great hunter, man. He was like a real kind of outdoorsman. And he just, bam, he blasted his gun. He hit this rabbit in the back and kind of spun him off to the side. And then he came snuck up. He put the gun down, picked it up by its hind legs, hit it in the back of the neck. It went limp. He pulled out his pocket knife, gutted it, ripped out the organs, grabbed it by the front and hind legs, yanked it out so the rest of the organs fell out, put it in his game pocket, picked up his gun, and kept moving. You know, I mean, that was like some real hunting skills. And then we would take them back to our house and we we get rid of the we we'd pluck the pheasants, we we'd we'd, we'd skin the rabbits, and yeah. we would actually take those firm, we salt them up and we'd make them really nice and, and we you know, we had mittens made out of rabbits, you know, and, and everything else. And Damn, you're and, going uh, full Daniel Boone. Well, you know, that's how I grew up. Even though we grew up fishing and hunting and and, and, and spent our time and, and catching snakes and everything. I mean, I, had, I, had one, I say I had one of the last great traditional American childhood. I mean, you know, where you get out in the morning, you go ride your bike. We once rode our bike 17 miles to go fishing at the Churchville Reservoir and, and catch fish all day. And then when, when it got started to get dark, we'd drive back. My mom and father caught up us on Academy Road. It was about 8.30 at night. She yelled, where the hell have you catch this? <laughs> yelling at us. Here's I mean, my stringer you know, full of fish. That's where I've that's been. That's exactly right, man. I mean, you know, I mean. You know, we all went to hunter training classes, and we all went to to learn how to. Because um, if my, my dad had six boys, and so Woo. you know, six boys, and so if we all went deer hunting, and and like three of us got a deer, well then we had meat for the winter. I mean, that's the kind of thing. You, and you use every part of the deer. You use the hoof. You make a lamp. You'd actually mount the the head if you wanted to. Yeah. You'd save up enough money, but uh, take it to a taxidermist. But that whole hide. 
we'd have them stretched out and salting them up. I mean, I didn't turn into a serial killer. I realized why we were doing it. It was food. My mom cooked venison. She cooked venison goulash, uh. venison burgers, venison steaks. I mean, it was unbelievable. And it was the, like the healthiest meat you could probably eat back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my mom, and God bless her, we talked about this is from a different generation. And she gets up, we'd all have a handful of vitamins and breakfast and lunches to go. I mean, when you got six kids, holy smokes. But, you know, God, yeah, exactly. So when I meet a woman who can't cook, you know, my mom wasn't an amazing, my mom was, she was a cook. Her food functioned and it was great. It was delicious yeah. and stuff. So when I meet somebody who can't, I mean, mom had six kids. How busy could you be that you couldn't learn how to exactly. cook? You know yeah. I mean? I, I, I was, that's what you hear today. I am so busy. I just have to stop and grab something on the way home. Well, you know, here's what you do. Here's what I do on Monday. I'll go to the grocery store and I'll get all my ingredients. Now, Tuesday's my day to listen to freaking music. I'm in my kitchen. I'm doing all my prep work. I'm measuring out my things. And then all day Tuesday, I cook. And I put those meals in little Tupperware containers so I can eat them for lunch the next day or dinner the day after or maybe have it on Friday night or on Saturday for lunch. I have four meals besides the meal I'm prepping for myself. I mean, that's that's how you do it. It's called, you know, that's how you become a gourmet for one. That's, gourmand. E that's exactly how my wife does it. My wife meal preps for the week. Like yeah. there, there's, and she'll go, if you want something, just grab one of the Tupperware dishes out of there. Cause I, you know, I, like you and I we're home during the day cause we work nights. So she'll be yeah. like, if you want something for lunch, it's in the little tub, grab one of those Tupperwares. It's great. Yeah. It's the smartest way to do it. That way you're not wasting food. That way it's, it's already cooked and it's cooked. It's going to, it's not going to go bad nearly as fast. And, and, uh, you know, I got a, I just went down, I got a couple, uh, my crock pot, man. I'm the crock pot king, bro. Oh, oh me. All I, the ingredients in, sit on high for four. Hours, yeah, and you run out and do your errands and come back. Boom! And it could be that we it got could, that, you know, a crock pot can make anything good. Like uh, all I have is a, a chicken breast and a can of chili. Throw it in a crock pot. Four hours of just boiled together. You're like, that is the get, best chili get, get I've the, ever invented. Get, get the onions, the carrots, the celery. You get your triangle in there, <laughs> a little stock, and then some mushrooms. Maybe if you want, then you put that whole chicken in the chicken broth. It'll cook that whole chicken, and then you pull it out. You you you, you debone it and you you know de take it apart and put put all those bones in a little cheese sack and put it back in so you get the marrow oh. out of it and then you put the nice chunky pieces of meat it's almost like a chicken stew I know I was I watched the Food Channel like it's pornography. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Food Channel is basically porn, porn for fat people. I mean, well, it's also listen. I'd rather sit there and educate myself about how to prepare meals and how to cook and stuff, you know, and then then you know sit there and watch some mindless babble, you know, BJ and the Bear or some kind of stuff. I'm not really a big TV watcher, man. I I watch, you know, I like to I like to get involved in some shows. Like I like the I like the um, Jack Ryan series on Amazon. Yeah, he's a big fan of yeah. Twenty Four. I mean, I love that stuff. I'll go back and rewatch 24 from the beginning of the season, man. Well, see, I mean, I, 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 the thing I loved about 24 is I was hoping there was a guy like Jack Bauer out there somewhere protecting everybody. Like there's a guy right now, there's a Jack Bauer out there working on the vaccination for, like, to get the vaccination for the coronavirus. And only Trump knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, you know, the, the problem is, is that, you, you know, well, listen. I, like every time we're in a crisis like this, it always like it always seems like we have the right person in charge at the time of a crisis, doesn't it? You know, well, it really does. And and I think, look, we're 
you know, but I think we've gotten so far away from stuff like, you know, there's no prayer in schools anymore. Exactly. No this or that, you know, that there's, there's 164 genders. There's a man and woman and there's 164 fucking genders. Like, you know, I go fucking, I got to go Hallmark. I, you know, it's like, you know, you, I wonder if there's a card for that. You know what I mean? It's the holy shit. Yeah. Hey, I, how do you decide you know, what you want to be? That's, well, you know, you know I just, cause that's now is it is. I identify. Here's the first off. I think I think it's a you know mental again, disorder. Really killed, but but you know if you look at this stuff, you go well. Why have we altered the? I mean, we're talking about fucking bathrooms for God's sake. We're not going to make a reservation to use the hopper now. <laughs> you know I'm a straight white male. Okay, take number stall number four, and or will you be pee -pee peeing or pooping today? I mean it's a fucking bathroom. What do you think goes on in there? What do you think? There's a salad bar in there. You think people are hanging out? And, Freaking socializing in the fucking bathroom. Why can't I go I, in there? What are they doing in there that I can't yeah, have? Yeah, I want to drop mud. I mean, it, listen, we've lost our minds a little bit. And I think this is part of it. Listen, I'm a man. There are some things I cannot biologically do. There's some things that women do way better than I do. There's, there's women have this, you know, connection to earth and, and all this stuff. And, and, and so I don't, do I feel less adequate because I don't have those skills? No. I'm going to crash their party when it's all female gym. No, fucking enjoy yourself. Yeah. Well, what, but, if, you know, what, you what wanna, about things? If you want to put a 95-pound woman on the fire department, she's not going to be able to carry she a 235-pound guy down the steps. I mean, right. listen, I don't, we, we live in a meritocracy. I don't give a fuck if you're purple, if you're green, you're yellow, black, white. I don't give a fuck. As long as you were the best person for that fucking job at the right moment. I yeah. mean, I, I, don't, I don't care. And the fact that it goes back what you were saying is that lack of females on Trump's team. How do you know? How the fuck do you know who's behind the scenes? There's plenty of people that you don't see at these press conferences. And I got to tell you the truth. You know, some of the, some of, you know, the, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn how to sign language because it seems like those are the only fucking jobs people are getting now. You ever notice <laughs> that they're, they're very fucking animated, those people? Like, yeah, that's, I, I've, the yeah, other day well, I noticed that the woman too. doing sign language was making the most horrific faces I'd ever seen. Like, yeah, what does well, that have to would, do with hey, what listen, he's saying? It, if your fingers were full of shit, you'd be making crazy faces too. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> oh, I remember when he had that sign language guy with uh, Obama when he was in Africa. Yeah, with, with he, he, he didn't even know what he was doing. I know the guy had three fucking moves. People were only, he was like a white guy at a wedding. You know, he had three fucking moves. He kept repeating the same thing over and over again. I was like, he was like, holy shit, what's going on? Oh, I, I am. That's funny you said white at the wedding because I I have said before white people should never wedding dance. There's something about you should just call them out. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with dancing, but you should not. Like, I, look, it's a form of expression. I don't give a fuck what people do. Really, I'm not going to make fun of somebody dance. I, look, I'm a good dancer. Believe me, I grew up in the 70s. I grew up on disco, T-S-O-P, the sounds of Philadelphia. You know, I can move like a black man. Oh, I can't tell down. by the way I use my words. I'm a yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. I watched Saturday Night Fever like it was a how-to video. <laughs> All right. Oh, you think you deal? Don't touch the hair. Don't touch no, but, the hair. But, uh, yeah, so so I, there's nothing wrong with people express because it's really kind of a great form of self-expression. I mean, and some people are lousy at it. Don't get me wrong, but you know. Hey, maybe take a class a little bit. Learn how to move your body. Well, that's why I, I always used the ultimate white guy move was you basically just stood there and slightly moved and let people dance around you. I was basically well, you, a dance you know, totem well, that, pole. That, that's great, but uh, it's funny because I, I actually studied dance when I was younger because, uh, you know, it was like magic. I went to a, a Kappa, the Creative Performing Arts High School. Uh -huh. Every Friday we had to take 
like, you know, one semester would be ballet, another semester would be like, you know, modern jazz. We had to know how to use our bodies and move our bodies. I really was thinking about becoming an entertainer or an actor early on in my life. So yeah. when I was a so you know, so when I was a sophomore in high school and a freshman, we studied these classes and then I actually studied it aside from it because I thought it was fucking great. And it was all girls in a dance class. What a great way to meet women. Wow. And I was a male stripper. For a while at uh, Chippendales on Pale and Chubby Night, I danced under the name of Pinky for a while. That's how, how I made my living. No, pale did, and Chubby I, Night. I, you know, Pale and Chubby Night. I danced, I, I danced under the name of Pinky. And please, welcome to the stage, Pinky, because I'm fucking white. Nobody wants to see me naked. You know what I mean? The when, spotlight would hit me and blind everybody. When they said you know? Rolling Thunder, that just meant you rolled out and plopped down, huh? Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I was I was very capable of being an exotic dancer. A lot of people think this is a leg. It's actually a penis with a sneaker on the end of it. Listen, I <laughs> I could have made a good living had I chose to go that way, but I promised my mother I'd never do nudity. Yeah, you were I magic magic minuscule. <laughs> I was hung like a button on a fur coat. I could have gone that direction <laughs> if I wanted to. Believe me, I could have uh, I could have gone that direction, but you know. Oh. That is hysterical. What actually did get you into stand-up? If you were trained like well, that, you know what, what made funny, you move? You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. When I was nine, um, I got a magic kit. I got one of those like TV magic kits. Yeah, I, the linking I, rings and, I, and, I really, and things. Well, you know, my older brother Bobby played drums. My brother Joe played the guitar. And so, you know, the thing about growing up in a big family like that, you really kind of find your identity early. You know, you know, if you follow your trade of thought from what you just said, my brother played drums, the other played guitars, so I needed to do the linking rings. <laughs> I saw well, what they, not, I saw what I the band want, needed. They like, needed I didn't a want magician. To be like my brothers. <laughs> it's uh, in the puppy world when a uh, when a when a bitch gives birth to eleven mutts, uh -huh. uh, yet and they all hang out together. They get they call what they call litter syndrome. They all act alike and hang out alike. And so in order just to be different and find my own identity, yeah. I went to do something different. I love, look, I grew up in a great family. I got, But it's funny because on a Monday night, my mom would drop my brother off at drum lessons and my brother off at guitar lessons, which was at this shop. And three blocks down was a magic shop. And so while we waited, me and my mom would go to the magic shop and I was allowed to buy one trick. Uh, a week and as long as I learned it every Monday we'd go back and get one yeah. and become uh, and so I, I took it seriously I took some lessons and uh, and actually by the time I was like 13, 14, 15 I, I had like 6, 7 gigs a, a month I was you know I was, I was I would go down to the children's hospital in Philadelphia and I would do shows for these kids that were sick they were getting treatments but oh. listen they weren't paying me right. but I was able to do my magic and get good at my magic because it was something I wanted to do which is where I really kind of fell in love with performing I fell right. in love performing because you realize that you will put smiles on these kids faces and so but all the african-american nurses that worked at st christopher's hospital in philadelphia would then hire me to do their church functions yeah. and i'll go yeah 250 for an hour show or two 350 for you no know, it's like 250 for a half hour 350 for an hour show i had doves i had to my dad would drive me in his old beat-up pickup truck i had like this oversized hand-me-down tuxedo i had my doves <laughs> in a box with holes poked through it I was, uh, you know, and I would go in there. And what was your magic name? Uh, it was the great Shubdini. And, then, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it was funny. <laughs> but I could make a living. I was, I was making, I was getting gigs. But there were some of the worst areas. In, like uh, my dad would pull right up by the stage door. We'd run in. I'd set up. I'd do the show. And then right back out into the things with my doves. Yeah. And, uh, well, the secret to good magic is a fake thumb, right? 
Well, there's a lot of secrets to magic. It's the oldest allied art form in the world. That's what I really love about it more than performing it. It's, it's, a, it's an ancient art form. It goes all the way back to Merlin. And in the hieroglyphics on, on some of these um, pyramids, there's, there's hieroglyphics of guys performing the cups and balls. I mean, that's how old this art form is. There's The principles of magic are old. The, the thing is to find a contemporary way to present them to an audience, which was which what I love about it. It challenged me on levels that stand-up does not. That's why I still do it. And actually, last summer, I went in and I auditioned for the Magic Castle here wow. in Los Angeles, and I became a magician member. You know, Congratulations. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I was listening to this great... Um, he's a theologian and a poet and a philosopher, and his name's uh, John O'Donohue. And he says, we all have these unlived lives. Like, had we decided and take that fork in the road as to this fork in the road, we could be doing something whole else. But those lives are still out there in existence. And sometimes you got to go visit them and reimagine and, and come up with a way. For me, I thought I was great at, at, at performing magic. And one of the ultimate tests would be if I auditioned for these 14 world-class magicians at the Magic Castle and was able to get accepted. Well, then it was something to do. It's a great it's a great place to go and visit and, 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 and bring people from out of town. It's a, I love it. I love watching great magicians work as well as much as i love great comedians work it's, it's just it's I, sort of I, I, find them, I find them to be similar in ways and also because i think if if you know if comedians had taken the disciplines and the practice and the performing and the working and instead you applied that to your stand-up you'd be uh, you know an amazing yeah. stand-up comedian yeah. i mean a lot of people just think you go up and fucking da, 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 and just bullshit and talk and they don't realize how how difficult it is right. I, mean, I work on a bit for two fucking years to get the wording very precise and very right i'll you know i go that nah, should i say it like this or should i do it like this because if you change the inflection of one word it changes it. it's not a offensive but it's more accessible to people and, right and so uh, right i i've so been I, i've been told like there's people that can say the word shit and you can visualize it and then there's other people that you don't even realize they've used the word in the sentence because it was yeah. used correctly yeah it's a lot like like you know my attitude says fuck you so i don't really have to say a lot of f-bombs on stage but yeah. i do maybe i'll use three in an hour set but i mean you know it, it's just uh yeah, but I, I just love it, man. That's where my mind goes. It's where my mind goes when I'm in, in the quiet moments and I get reflective when I put my cell phone in the fucking microwave so it doesn't emit all that weird energy and I'm out here working <laughs> and critically thinking on stuff. And uh, I let my mind go because you need those moments in your life. If you don't, you'll get chromatically lost. Yeah. You, you know, you're inundated with this this whole this barrage of social media and commercials and this and that. It's just a barrage of So stuff. you're not you're not putting the phone in the ma in the microwave to protect it from hearing what you're talking about. Well, there's that too. There's that as well. There's that as well. Absolutely there's that as well. Do you because believe do you believe that stuff is true? I got a news for you, man. They're listening to every fucking thing you say. You should perform and you should pretend every time you have your cell phone with you is they're listening and watching every fucking thing you say. You have about as much, you know, it used to be an expectation of privacy in this country, but now, uh, I mean, you have about as much privacy as a goldfish in a fishbowl in a front window of a downtown Manhattan pet store at fucking rush hour. Yeah. Everybody can look in and see your fucking business. And if you're not operating like that, then you're a fucking idiot. I mean, we live in a digital panopticon right now. Do you, do yeah. you cover the, uh, the, the lens on your computer camera or phone when you're yeah, all not the using time. it? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I've been Absolutely. seeing ads for products to like add to your laptop to slide the, you know, cover well, you it know, up. And, and it's all, look, it's, you know, it's just, just pretend look, Hey, if they, you know, I, I mean, 
And people go, well, they would never do it. Yeah, they would never release a fucking virus to create a pandemic either. That would never actually happen on purpose. When Whether it's our government or not, I mean, I, I, you know, you look at this fucking, I mean, there, there, there's fucking mice. They eat live fucking mice. I mean, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it's a cultural thing, and I love learning about people cultures. I mean, there's a video. Someone sent me a fucking video of this old Chinese guy in a video. He's just fucking a chicken. Yeah. He's just fucking a chicken. I go, look, look. Jesus, I, I, is that how they get it so tender over there, <laughs> General Chow's well, chicken? Well, well, let's be honest. When you keep hearing for for years uh, how, like, you know, all cultures are equal. They kept selling us for all so All cultures, we need to accept their culture. No, all cultures are not equal. It doesn't mean you have to hate them or dislike them, but you have to be honest. Like, that's not what we do here. Well, it, it's interesting. I'm, I mean, you know, I, I feel tremendously blessed and grateful that I've gotten to travel the world doing my art form. And whether that will be, uh, whether that will continue or not is a whole nother fucking ball game. But at least I can make a living in my own country. But I did go to those places. I did visit those places. And, I, and while I could still do it, I mean, hell, I went to Afghanistan to do shows on a DOD tour with Drew Carey. We went to some forward operating bases and performed in a war zone. I mean, you're actually doing jokes on the back of a truck under camouflage netting and everybody in the audience has their M16 and a lot of them just got back from doing bivouacs and guard duty and all this other stuff. And so you bring a little bit of happiness to them. Whether that's going to continue now or not is a whole nother ball game but well are I'm you are, did, are you I'm glad I did it when I could Let's are you feeling that. any backlash from uh the, in, anybody in the industry because you've you've actually come out a little more toward the right or had a, a opinion no, listen, that you like Trump here's, here's the here's the thing and a, a woman on CNN said this they actually commented and, and praised Trump is that the, the way Trump goes at problems it's not a Republican or a Democrat thing it's it's how do we solve the problem he he's a very pragmatic guy in the way he goes after stuff the way he's brought private industry into helping the government with the pandemic. I mean, he's a very, look, you can say what you want. I, I, look, I, I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of it. All right. If you have to stick a label on me, I'm a libertarian. All right. But I do think the guy's been unfair, unfairly criticized and they've gone after him. And if you fucking hate him, you can hate him all you want. But then, you know, get to realize something. Hate also consumes you. And uh, you don't have to like him, but you have to cheer for him. You have to hope he does a good job. Because if he doesn't and we go down, it's like cheering for your pilot to crash the plane. You're, right. You're a fucking lunatic. You're an absolute, there's something wrong with you. Do you, do there's you something ever... wrong with you if you do. And if you come after me for what I said, then there's something wrong with you. I think I'm a very well-balanced fucking human being. Don't you think I, you it's know, odd I, that they come after you, though? So, uh, not you particularly, but well, I, I've seen they people have. that they, they come to your gonna, page. Are they going to argue with reason? Are they gonna, are they, no, they're just going to name call you. It's the shallowest form. You know, it's a moral indignation. It's a standard strategy to, to equip a, a fucking moron with some dignity. I don't know who said that, but I remember the quote. It's fucking I like fantastic. It, though. I it's like perfect. It. It's a, the, the moral indignation is a strategy to equip an idiot with dignity. Yeah. But uh, what, I, what I see on social media a lot of times, if you post something that is factual, how they attack you. But it's almost in swarm form. It's like ignorance and swarm. Like, well, you know, like you a, have to a piece of bread fell in and the perch are attacking you. people attacking you, Steve, but it's not. It's one guy who has 40 Twitter accounts coming <laughs> after you. It really is. I mean, listen, I talked to my guy about it. He said, he goes, that's what happens. He goes, like, why would you do that? He goes, Jimmy, some people have no lives. They get paid to do it. They're, they're fucking disinformation brokers. And they, get they, and they, they attack any, any, anything that's, if you don't get in lockstep and, you know, repeat the manifesto of the... the but listen, man, you, you're playing from an old playbook. Yeah. You, you think your vote counts on my election? I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I've, I've built a fucking amazing life and an amazing career, and you're not going to be able to fucking destroy that by attacking me with 
some fucking bullshit. Right. You're also not going to find some fucking hashtag Me Too story about Jimmy fucking Schubert because I've never fucking treated people like that. My mom beat it into our heads. Do you treat people the way you expect to be treated? You out of your way. You protect women. You look after women. I mean, my mom beat it into our heads. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I you know, I have too much. I have too much self worth to fucking ever worry about what anybody's going to say. If you don't want to be criticized, never do anything. Don't do anything. Well, don't Sit you on your couch and watch fucking TV because you know. And, and all I really think, I really think a lot of those people are projecting their miserableness onto your own yeah. fucking life. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, the thing is, I love the, I love, I don't pay any attention to because I know it's that. I know that most people, if you, if you if you knew about what I've done or what I was able to contribute to society and help people, how many charitable functions I do to here to lend my time to raise money for you know pediatric AIDS and, and different things like that, and and how I've contributed to the the homeless shelter here in Los Angeles every Christmas and Thanksgiving so families could be fed. You don't know me. You don't fucking know me. You know what? You're gonna attack me because I didn't fucking you know because you were interpreting my words to mean something I never meant to mean. I yeah, mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just because you know, I said I like Trump doesn't mean that I haven't been down at the homeless shelter on Thanksgiving feeding dude, people. Dude, I do it every year. I go down to the fucking laugh factory and, and feed fucking the homeless people and feed on Christmas when I'm not work when I'm not working or I'm not visiting my family. That's where I'm at. So you know, I, I have compassion for people. I have empathy for people. Don't fucking judge me. And I look, I you know, I I, uh, I just I just find this fucking this blind fucking hatred. It also consumes your life. Yes. Is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it? Is it worth it that you wasted some of your precious, valuable fucking time on this planet fucking hating anybody? Look, we're all connected. We're all living in a giant human ecosphere, and it's never been more obvious than right now. What hurts the people across the way hurts me. We're all connected, and the problem is until we fucking realize that, we're never going to go. Love is the greatest fucking energy on Earth, not fucking hate. You know, don't give in to it. Fucking look, I, there's a lot of people I don't agree with. Do I want to argue with them? No. Do I want to fucking change their mind? No. Believe what the fuck you want. I'm going to believe what I want. I'm going to go live my life. I'm going to make a difference in the fucking world as best I can by bringing joy and happiness to people. And and that's what I got. They're the skill sets I have. And right so, at this point, it sounds like the Ray Stevens song should kick in. Everything is beautiful. Well, listen, I'm it sorry. I'm sorry I was raised in a healthy family with <laughs> Healthy outlook, all right. I'm sorry, I'm not filled with rage and hate, and uh, you know, I just, you know, listen. I try to be, I just try to be a human being at the end of the day. Yeah, and uh, we're none of us are perfect. So, listen, we're not, we're entitled to our opinion. That's the part about living in democracy. You can say you fucking hate Trump, but I'm not going to judge it. Well, we, I, I, I just don't, I just don't hate the guy, and I actually think we are, important. we are exactly back at a time if we went back again, like that, that song, "Everything Is Beautiful," or the song by uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, we all got to live together. You know, that the, yeah. the uh, we're at a time where everybody was trying to get back along all this. If we could have all that kind of music again, like that fun, can't we all get along? Can't we all jump yeah. on the soul train? Can't we all? Yeah. I, I listen, man. I, I mean, I, I look, it's better to, to be somebody who fucking changed the world with your kindness and, and, and help people out and you see a homeless guy, you go buy him a sandwich. You, 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 you help an old lady across the street with her bags. You, you say please and thank you. And you know, you know, other people are going through shit that you're not even aware of. So don't judge them. You know what I mean? Maybe just give them fucking, give them a fucking smile. Let them know they fucking matter. It's just the little fucking things. Being human being, it's the simple things. It's the little fucking things. And you want 
want to fucking yell and I mean, people who fucking yell and scream about fucking politics. I mean, is that what your fucking life is? Well, politics is politics is the new sport, isn't it? Politics is now the new. It's like professional wrestling. It's WWE. Pick your team. Pick your team. They act like they care about you. They act like they're going to change the fucking world, and they're not. They're going to get up there. They're going to wrap their lips around a fat throbbing cock of corporate greed and fucking sell their souls and fucking and sell out the fucking rest of humanity as long as their bank account gets fat. As long as they they all practice the politics of self-enrichment. Republicans and Democrats and Republicans and Democrats. And this has been going for the last 30 fucking years. You've been fucking over the middle class in this country. And that's why fucking because they can only believe your lies so many fucking times. And Trump and, and Trump woke you, people up. Well, he's exposed a lot of shit yeah. that I had no idea. He's exposed it. You're right. The media does fucking tell fucking stories. They tell lies. They don't. They don't trust you. All those stories are written at a fourth grade level, so the masses can wrap their minds around it. I mean, look what they've done. I mean, you've taken a network and you've ruined it. I mean, CNN will like, never recover. Well, it's, they're like the people who cried. You know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. You cry wolf so much, and then you can't. Then people are just not going to watch anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's what you've done. I mean, Trump is this fucking rock, and uh, these these companies are just all crashing their ships on this rock, <laughs> and they're not fucking they're not heeding any warnings. I mean, obviously, the guy knows what the fuck he's doing. Okay, his greatest asset is that you think he's a moron, when the fact is that, that he's fucking six moves ahead of everybody else on the fucking playing field. And, and because he's a businessman, he's got stuff done. I mean, look at politicians. What do they do? A lot of them are thirty year fucking politicians look you know, the rest of us have to run businesses and be accountable and if we don't get up and do the work then then our company suffers and we lose money and we could go broke and we could lose our lives so we have to get up every day and we have to work and we have to work and it has to make sense to us right and politicians don't they get four years or two years and they get up there and they could be a complete fuck up and nothing could change but then they get reelected. they're back up there for another four years and god forbid it ends and they don't get reelected. well yeah. then they got health care and they get a pension for the rest of their fucking lives well one so of the- they're not really being held accountable right and so you guys got like bernie sanders bernie Sanders has been up there for 30 fucking years. Saying the Bernie, same exact if thing. If you were to make a fucking difference, you would have already done it. You didn't have to be president to make a difference, Bernie. You could have been like, it's all these people. Like, oh, now, now you're going to... Now you're gonna jump to the rescue and change everything. Yeah, you don't have to be president to do that. Well, you know how you, you were saying a, that ever be a senator or a fucking House of Representatives uh, or be in the House of Representatives. I, I mean, you don't have to be a senator to change the world or or make a difference to your constituency. We, the thing is, it's all. Fucking bullshit. These cable pundits, uh, they, 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 yeah, they bad money. And then they all go out and have steak dinners and laugh because the rest of us are buying into it. Most Americans are have more in common than they don't have in common. Yeah, that's they one of the reasons I can't watch Fox and Friends, uh, not Fox and Friends, but the, the Five a lot of times with, with uh, Juan Williams is because they'll argue with him. They'll t- call him wrong and crazy. And yet, why could you say it? And then they'll turn around like, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. He's like, obviously, well, you're just yeah. hanging out. You're not, you're not well, really. You know, the thing is, look, listen, I, I think anybody's like, you know, I unplugged. I unplugged. I don't, I don't really, I don't listen. To, I don't listen anymore. I read my news in the morning, you know, and then, and then I go about my day. I mean, I, I'll think of some funny stuff to say about it. And then I go about my day, but I'm not, I, I, I'm just not letting it rule my life anymore. And yeah. after we hang up here, I'm going to say my rosary and pray for the world. And then I'm going to go on a little walk and listen to my book on tape. Everything and, is beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> what are you going to do? We'll cut to six months. Me will be talking. Our hair will be all mangled. <laughs> blemishes on her face. Listen, everything's going to fucking hell in a handbasket. I've been in this you know, basement for six months yelling the truth, but nobody's listening. 
Yeah, that's. But you know, look, I just try to. I just try to, try to have a healthy attitude about things in life. I, I try to listen. I love my family. I love my friends. I root for the success. I'm not a jealous or a bitter human being at all. I've been so blessed in the fact that I'm able to make my living doing something I'd love to do for 30 years, probably even 40 years if I go back to my fucking childhood. Right. I, I just feel incredibly blessed. And yet to go to address that comment, you're a failed comic. Yeah, motherfucker. You try to make a living for 30 years in this business and be able to pay your bills for the last 34 years in show business. Right. You go ahead and do it. Thank I, you. I go, why, don't, why don't you go audition and get a, get your own Comedy Central special and see how that works out for you? Why don't you try to do half the things I've done in my life and then judge me? You know? I mean, it's it's, it's like, you, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm a failed comic. Why? Because I'm fucking happy and I get to live, live, live and doing something I love to do? Yeah, because no, I can get I a standing I'm ovation at a comedy club. I'm a failed yeah, comic. Yeah, I, I do get standing ovations at comedy club, as I'm sure you have done. Yeah. I, I just, you know, you don't, like I said, they don't, you don't, you don't know my life. Exactly. You don't know what the fuck I do. You can't do what I do. So you're going to call me a has-been? Who's yeah. the has-been? I'd rather be a has-been than to have never have been. At all. You well, know what I mean? Get well, back in the basement. You fucking chut, you cannibalistic <laughs> humanoid underground dweller. God, that's Infugios. one of my favorite movies of all time. Chud, seriously. Chud is one of my favorite. I knew you would get that reference. Daniel that Stern. Because we're living in a, we're living, we're, we're fucking pre-chud yeah. right now, bro. Yeah. The cannibalistic yeah. humanoid underground dweller. Chuds. They're coming. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, this is uh, this is where I ask you to tell everybody how to find you. Like, uh, is, what's the well, best way for them? Follow me. I, I, people can can follow me if you like what I've said and you you uh, you've had a good time with this conversation. You could go, go to at Jimmy Schubert. It's S H U B E R T on on Twitter. Also on Facebook, Jimmy Schubert comedian. Jimmy Schubert. I have a blue check mark. That's how you tell the difference. And. Uh, and uh, you can follow me and go to my YouTube channel and follow me there at the uh, Comedy Pro, I think, is my YouTube channel. Or you can just go to my website, which is jimmyshubert.com, and uh, you can get to all those social media sites from there. Also, I do have a new album dropping on uh, May 15th called Zero Tolerance. Nice. Which is the name of my special, which if you go to jimmyshubert.com, if you're, if you're self-quarantined like you should be and you're bored out of your fucking mind and you want to laugh your balls off, well, then you go to jimmyshubert.com and you can go get my special on Vimeo. And you can rent it for three ninety nine, or if you don't it for nine ninety nine. But you got to get the Vimeo platform, and then you can watch whatever you want. Well, there you it's go. A hilarious one hour special of stand up comedy. And uh, Steve McGrew, I thank you for having me on, bro. Well, let's, I appreciate I appreciate you doing what you do. Let's do and, this again. Uh, let's, since we're we've got uh, plenty of time on our hands over the next few weeks, we should <laughs> we should do this two or three more times if, you, if we're up hey, for it. You know what, bro? I'll be here, bro. That, I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here uh, beating off like Migs from Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> Trying to, try to get my white blood cells. The lotion. Out. Put the lotion in the basket. Put the lotion in the, the basket. basket. But I mean, what, <laughs> what have we come to? What have uh, we done to ourselves? Ow. What have we done to ourselves? Ow. All right. All right. Thanks for doing this, Jimmy, and uh, I'll be in touch with you, and we well, will definitely man, do this safe. again. And all, and all your listeners, stay safe. Really, it's not a joke. Uh, you know, be careful and wash your hands. Wash and, your hands. And, and self-quarantine and stay away from people. And, and hopefully in two or three weeks, they'll get a hold of this thing. We all go living back to normal lives and be thankful that we're uh, so blessed to live in the United States. Thank you God so bless much. bless America. Trump 2020. <laughs> that's oh, that's that's almost really close as the way that I actually do in this podcast. I always go, God bless America. Go listen to some Oak Ridge Boys. Okay. <laughs> well, then go listen to some Oak Ridge Boys. I got my uh, my iPad. All you right. Guys, uh, thanks, man. Thanks All for having me on. We'll do it again. Talk we'll see you. Soon. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>